Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Don't forget that special pricing on Weber Grills brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 672, August 12th, 2021. It was 94 on this day in 1965 and 45 degrees in 1961. I hope you're enjoying your summer of swimming, and I hope your swimming beach has been kept free of weeds and muck and algae and crud and dead leaves and branches that disintegrate and the kids freak out when they touch it. Aquaside takes care of that, particularly the Aqua Clear pellets. You fan them out over there of a four-week program, and the next thing you know, you've got a clear beach. And they're organic. They won't harm anything. They're easy to use. Uh, in fact, they're so easy, I could do it, and I'm I'm pretty low on the knack scale when it comes to stuff like that or opening food containers <laughs> uh, you can see that on the gl facebook or twitter feed get the muck out with aqua clear pellets from the aquaside company a white bear lake company 1-800-328-9350 or go to aquaside.com and now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of spoon lake it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. Hi. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby hey, Coffee yeah, Shop. <laughs> Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Did, did you guys just hear what Joe said? I well, did. He said hi. He said no. He said, "Who are you saying hi to?" Yeah, I'm looking around. It's when the big voice guy said my name. I said hi. Oh, hi. Yeah. Is this country going to go to civil war over masking? Yes. Yes. I, my I, God, I, fights are breaking out at school board meetings. Yes, it's it's going to happen. Rural Tennessee yesterday, a real Ooh, dust yeah. up uh, over yeah. and and threats and it's settle down, people. It's just a mask. Folks. Just settle down. Settle down. I guess the smartest thing you can do is if your kid has to be told to wear, if your kid's school orders the kid to wear a mask, what, wouldn't it be wise counsel to say at least go get the kid an N95 respirator mask? Sure. Because the ones grandma mm-hmm. make don't work. They just don't work, mm-hmm. period. You've, you've heard that from the top. Not me. You've last, heard that from the, last Friday. the top. Say, say somebody who looks like a young John Kennedy named Devin Hogan, uh, wrote a piece, an editorial guest piece. Well, I'll read it for, for you. Officials from both parties are condemning the chairperson of the Minneapolis DFL party for calling the 2020 burning of the 3rd Precinct Police Headquarters a genuine revolutionary moment for the city of Minneapolis. In an opinion piece called The Cops Started It, written for Southside Pride, is it, what is that, a community newspaper? Right, in okay. South Minneapolis, yeah. Uh, Devin Hogan said the fire was an act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding, calling it a genuine revolutionary movement and saying the people declared themselves ungovernable, ungovernable and unilaterally took their power back. Well, they're ungovernable, that's for sure. Minnesota DFL Party Chair Ken Martin said the burning of the precinct hindered efforts to pass police reform bills. In a statement on Twitter shared by at least one other Democratic lawmaker, Martin wrote, We are not anti-law enforcement. We are pro-public safety. Martin also called Hogan's words dangerous, violent, and inflammatory rhetoric. In an opinion piece for the Minneapolis Reformer, I have that piece. I think Devin's justification for burning down a police precinct is just wrong, Martin said in an interview Wednesday, adding that Hogan's 
piece does not represent the views of everyone in the party. Is this reminding you of anything? Some Republicans said the words exemplified Democrats' push to defund the police. On Tuesday, Minnesota Republican Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan said they demonstrated that Democrats believe destruction is the pathway to change. <clears throat> U.S. Representative Tom Emmer, Republican Minnesota, also weighed in on Twitter, calling Hogan's statements proof Democrats only care about advancing their radical agenda, not the safety of Americans. Hogan said Wednesday night that immense amounts of praise have come in response to the article. All I'm trying to do is tell the story of what happened from the perspective of the people that were that were in the situation that the police were escalating, Hogan said. Well, he's a liar. Uh, who, who is this guy, Johnny? You, you, I called you and you said you were going to do a little diving. I bet Kelsey will tell us what he had for dinner last day by the time <laughs> Kelsey gets done deep diving on this guy. Who is he, John? Well, I, uh, he ran for the park board in 2017. That's where I got most of the information about him. He's made his uh, Facebook and Twitter private, oh. uh, so I couldn't get to those. Uh, but uh, he describes himself as a queer, non-binary, outdoor sports enthusiast. Uh, in 2017, when he ran for park board, he was vice president of the Lindale, uh, Lindale Neighborhood Association. Uh, he has a couple of degrees, including a master's degree in international development practice hmm. from the Humphrey School at the University of Minnesota. Uh, and at the time of that writing, he owned a home in South Minneapolis. He moved mm -hmm. here from Chicago oh. uh, with the uh, because he wanted to study here. Uh, and his uh, he describes a lot about himself politically, saying uh, he learned... At college, how the global financial system drives trickle-down oppression, mm -hmm. including in Minneapolis and in our parks. I see the world through my liberal arts degrees. As the child and grandchild of small business owners, I value treating workers right. Mm -hmm. He says he's a futurist. Uh, he says he cares for our city and he wants it to lead with dignity and decency. Uh, he's a neoliberal free park board member, he says, and he wants to develop policies that prioritize people said, we're proud of our system, but we also know Minneapolis is the tale of two cities. We owe our multiple national awards to both stolen land and the foresight of elected officials generations ago. Uh, so that's, uh, he also works, by the way, or worked as a partner with IRL, an executive assistant to the president of RKF, which is an international recruiter and administrative coordinator for the American Refugee Committee. <sighs> that's, that's all I could find. He's out. justifying the burning of that police station as an act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding. Oh. Do you think if rioters went to his house and burned it down, he would accept that uh, as an opening to new worlds of understanding? I was wondering if he got kicked in the crotch and then uh, kicked in the face and then his car key stolen and then his car used in a number of crimes over the next couple of days, if that would be okay. Before we continue, can you groin kick this guy, please? Oh, I didn't know that was coming up. This I is a groin kick that. if I've ever heard one. <laughs> uh, honest to God, I'm looking at a picture of him in the Star Tribune. Even the Star Tribune had to write this story. He looks like a young Kennedy family member. Very handsome. He's got the Opie haircut. I mean, he looked clean cut, and he's got a nice smile. And uh, obviously, he's been privileged to beat hell with all his college degrees in the failed academy. But he deserves that a groin kick. deserves this. <laughs> now, this puts Ken Martin, the state party chair, in the position of just doing another John Thompson speech. We, we, don't, we don't agree with him, Ken Martin says. Okay. Thanks, we, thanks. we don't agree with John Thompson, Ken Martin says. But these are your people, Ken. This is your party. Right. This oh. party is unrecognizable to anyone who remembers when the DFL was sane. This is not the Democratic Farmer Labor Party. I think Jacob Fry also chimed in and said it's just bricks and mortar. Yeah. 
Vicky said that. This is this is a party of Mysterians. Uh, they've they've taken it over. They're winning. And all this Ken Martin character can do is keep saying, well, they don't represent us. Yes, they yes, do. Yes, they do. This is your party. <laughs> this is what it's become. John Thompson quite probably was living in Wisconsin. As I said yesterday, John Thompson either lied to Wisconsin authorities or he lied to Minnesota authorities. One or, He lied either way. One way or the other, he lied. Nothing's going to be done about John Thompson. This is your party. Of this... Uh, of this Devin Hogan uh, buffoon, uh, Ken Martin wrote, I was appalled to read a recent op-ed by Devin Hogan, the chair of the Minneapolis DFL, in which he calls the burning of the third precinct in Minneapolis a genuine revolutionary moment and an act of pure righteousness. I condemn Hogan's dangerous, violent, and inflammatory rhetoric. Let me be clear. These comments reflect the view of one person, Devin Hogan. They do not reflect the views of the Minnesota DFL party or the Minneapolis DFL party. The hell they don't. Of course not unanimously, but to a great many people in what is now called the DFL, they're going to be cool with Hogan's Mm -hmm. comments. They're going to be fine with them. Uh, and they certainly do not reflect the views of any elected officials in our party with whom I have spoken. Well, they, they must, because you, you're tolerating John Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minnesota DFL party fully supports reforming our policing and criminal justice systems to increase transparency, improve accountability, reduce the use of violence, and root out systemic racism. Nobody should fear for their life during routine encounters with law enforcement. They don't! <laughs> We can and must do better, which is why DFLers are relentlessly pursuing reform. No, you're not relentlessly pursuing reform. You're relentlessly uh, pursuing a a looming catastrophe. Uh, Then it goes on to say, it's all, it's all, he gives you the outer speech. Uh, He says, Hogan's logic that violence can be righteous is the change we, if the change we seek is not forthcoming, is reminiscent of the justification offered by the deranged individuals who seek to murder abortion providers. Well, Martin's all over the map here. Uh, My fellow DFLers and I know the change is still urgently needed. We also know that the majority of law enforcement agents are good people looking to do right by the community. They are charged to protect and serve. We respect those honest law enforcement agents and work they do, which is why we believe they should be held to a high standard of conduct. Hogan's disturbing remarks do not speak for our party. Can they do? If you want to know where DFLers stand, look to the criminal justice reforms our party enacted last year and look to the fact that we successfully continued to fight for reform this year. DFLers are not anti-law enforcement. We are pro-public safety. Our party is committed to building a policing, criminal justice, and public safety system that does right by each and every Minnesotan. Burning down a police precinct is not only illegal, dangerous, and wrong. How many people have been in jail, John? For the uh, uh, burning, for burning it down, yeah. uh, two. Well, there's four charged. Two have already been. Uh, they all plead took plea uh, plea arguments. Twenty-three-year-old uh, Brandon Wolf is serving forty-one months, and he, you might remember, twelve million dollars restitution. He oh, must that's pay. right. I forgot that's about right. that. Yeah. yeah. Same with Dylan Shakespeare, who got four years, twelve million dollars restitution, and two others have been charged, but they're not yet sentenced for the burning of the precinct. Just as we learned yesterday, that there are. Uh, the heads of various departments in Hennepin County who don't even live in the state. And it, it got me fulminating about who in the hell's running the show. Well, 
why should this Devon character continue to be the party chair in Minneapolis? You're right. He should be removed. He, he's he's praising violence. Mm-hmm. But he's not alone, Joe. No, I know. But why is he holding this position? Is Ken Martin going to do anything about that? Of course not. No. He's not going to do anything about John Thompson. By the way, really quick, um, I could have hit this button about a dozen times when you were reading that, so yeah. i got to fire this once. Uh, we don't know Thank that. You. I okay. Could, I, I Thank you, because have you read the, the full piece that he wrote, Joe? It is so full of lies. I have never read a bigger pack of lies in my life. I sat and watched this um, protest on Lake Street in front of the third precinct uh, on Lake between basically the target and the third unfold on uh, live on a, a website that I'm not going to name because they're a bunch of commie pigs. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I watched it unfold, and everything this guy is saying that night that he says happened. It, it, it was the opposite. It didn't happen that way at all. Mm-hmm. He said the, the reason the third burned was because provocation, uh, that the cops started it, mm-hmm. that they were uh, firing less lethals, just random, no, at weren't. people that weren't doing anything. And these people that weren't doing anything were you know, throwing rocks, being violent. They were, they were... Remember the one weapon of choice was canned goods yep. and frozen cans yeah. of pop. I did not read the piece, Kenny. Uh, I should. I'll have to go to the Southwest Pride. Have a website. Hold on. I will send you the link right, right. now. All right. Uh, because yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's worth looking at. But to believe that this is uh, uh, this was an act of righteousness to open new worlds of understanding. This guy's <laughs> disturbed. What new world of understanding am I supposed to understand by the destruction of a police precinct? Well, he's a straight-up liar, um, as far as I'm concerned. And again, Every- if he had his house burned down by protesters, would he think that's uh, opening uh, the world to new understanding? No, he'd go with the, uh, what would he go he'd with? He'd probably call the police. Right. Well, no, he would go with, uh, this is an act of, you know, what, whatever. Insert Righteousness. Your, yeah. Well, this is pathetic. This is not, this is your DFL, folks. Does the same rule apply that we applied to Thompson? What rule is that? If he ran again or whatever, he'd probably be reelected. Well, he he obviously appeals to the party in Minneapolis. They've made him their chairperson. He's the Where's chair the of the city's party. Mm-hmm. And Sid? Where's the party? It's going It's haywire. gone, Sid. It's just absolutely <laughs> gone when the head of the party is praising that violent and dangerous destruction as opening uh, opening the world, uh, opening new worlds of understanding. You are full of BS, pal. Just absolutely a product of the failed academy, hands down. It's just incredible. And you, you put Ken Martin in this comical position that he always finds himself in saying, this isn't us. This isn't our party, John Thompson. This isn't our, oh, we don't, we condemn what he did. Uh, uh, Devin Hogan. No, that, that's just one guy's opinion. It's one guy who happens to be the party chair in Minneapolis. This wasn't some anonymous citizen. This is the guy who has clout with the party in Minneapolis. It's laughable. It's amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he went uh, private on his socials proves that he's a lying coward. Of course. And he knows he's lying. Steve uh, Mulholland, who has to be lonely as a GLer in the belly of the beast over there, 
uh, writes, Devin Hogan is the chairman of the Minneapolis DFL and has published a manifesto of sorts proclaiming the burning of the third precinct last summer to be revolutionary. He went on to call it an act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding. The people declared themselves ungovernable and unilaterally took their power back. I will agree, writes Mulholland. Those people are indeed ungovernable. They do not follow laws, nor do they have any inkling of what it means to live up to any kind of social contract, much less be a productive member of society. They are anarchists, and this clown is no better. He's an idiot leading like-minded idiots, and is further evidence of why the current state of affairs in the city of Minneapolis is so bleak. May November come through with a thorough house cleaning in the salon. Keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener. In the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Oh, and he linked me to the uh, full uh, piece in the Southside Pride, too. Yeah, and I just sent it to you. Yeah. Um, I, I think you should open it up and read it. Otherwise, I can read it to you. I've got a bunch highlighted here. Yeah, read it's, me the highlights. Okay. Um, he prefaces everything by mentioning 2015. At the 4th Precinct in 2015, it took four days of occupation and several orders to disperse late in the evening before the MPD started tear-gassing people. In 2020, the MPD started shooting lethals at angry teenagers and other crowds who had gathered at the 3rd Precinct on the first afternoon. It was unprovoked and at random. Our boys and blues were showing off. The youth of Minneapolis have grown up seeing police murder people who look like themselves without consequences. They are out of Fs to give. Deliberately antagonizing them was a cruel excuse to give opportunity to knock heads. Everything that followed was a proportional response. More protesters gathered at the 3rd Precinct, incensed by the law, uh, the raw provocation. The indiscriminate shooting increased. People threw garbage cans at squad cars. The mayor called it blowing off steam. More showed up as the days went on. The less, less lethals became nonstop. People hid behind bus shelters and moved dumpsters into the streets to protect themselves from the unpredictable violence, sometimes setting them alight. Now listen to this nonsense. The target across the street wouldn't let protesters into the store to purchase poster board and markers to make signs. Oh my God. It got looted. <laughs> Brand new flat screen TVs and other what is that word? And other things were used to build more barricades. Joe, those flat screen TVs that they looted that night, the next day were for sale in the Target parking lot by the people that looted them. Anyway, at this point, the world was paying attention. Friends and family were reaching out to me. How come words won't satiate people? Why Minneapolis? The cops started it, I replied. They killed George Floyd and took every opportunity opportunity to escalate, agitate, and make things worse. The cops are rioting, and the people are responding. No, now, here's no. the payoff. People are rioting, and the police were responding. That's exactly right. Now, here's the big paragraph that got him in so much trouble. Like it or not, setting the 3rd Precinct on fire was a genuine revolutionary moment, an act of pure righteousness to open new international human rights movements in modern... Uh, a, oh, God. Hold on, I lost my place. An act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding. The people declared themselves ungovernable and unilaterally took their power back. The largest international human rights movement in modern history had begun. 
oh, what does he call Tiananmen Square, I wonder. That, that might have been a bit larger than uh, you think so? Lake Street. Yeah. This guy's uh, uh, disturbed. Uh, and again, uh, people, he is the chair of the DFL party in Minneapolis. And I predict he will continue to be. Everything he said about the night the precinct burned is a lie. Everything. I watched it all unfold. The protesters started everything. Just amazing. The police were defending themselves in the building. The the peaceful protesters, remember. The peaceful protesters. (laughs) They they wanted to buy marker board and markers for signs. Are you kidding me? They wanted to loot that store is what they wanted. Right. Well, I don't know uh, what what to do about this. Uh, was that the was that the target um, that the that the elderly woman in the wheelchair was pushed over yeah. uh, right before all the the, the I TVs? I thought that were... was in front of a Walgreens. Oh, it was at a Walgreens. I'm sorry. It's it's tough to keep Guys, them all straight. I was down there in that Target parking lot the next morning at 10:30. They were still going in and out of buildings with stuff. The the smoke shop down there. They were still going in and out of buildings. I have it on tape, actually. I still I, I sat there in my truck and videotaped these guys going in and out of the smoke do you, shop. Do you also remember the smell in the air that weekend? Oh, the whole yeah, it's just it burning was, garbage. It, it was yeah. awful. Yeah. But, you know, climate change, we're, we got to blame climate change on the fires coming from Canada. Yesterday, I was hopeful that the no vote on the yes for Minneapolis charter uh, ballot question would not prevail. Today, I'm not as hopeful. Uh, this guy obviously has a following to the point where he is the head of the DFL party in Minneapolis. You got to keep this in mind, too. Uh, Brooklyn Park just had a is it Brooklyn Park just had a vote for mayor yes. by which the yep. the winner won by one vote. There's eighty thousand people in Brooklyn Park and seven thousand people voted. So now you here comes November in Minneapolis. What? That's right. What? That's right. Now here comes November in Minneapolis, a city of hundreds of thousands, and a small percentage presumably will vote, and that small percentage will be people encouraged by the likes of this dangerous fellow. So this is why well, we need mail-in balloting. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> One aside regarding Southside Pride. The guy that runs Southside Pride would prefer to live life under Stalin. That's how far gone he is. Okay. Uh, my roommate would not allow this thing in the house. Uh, some of my other neighbors read it just for the yucks, just because it was so <laughs> ridiculously far, far left communist. Uh, just beyond pale. And and why, uh, the reason I'm saying this is this piece by uh, Devin wouldn't see the light of day anywhere else in the Metro than Southside Pride. I bet the Star Tribune wouldn't have printed it. No, no, yeah. uh, absolutely not, no. You you think so? I'm reasonably yeah, confident that the Star Tribune would not have printed that. I'm reasonably confident he didn't even bother to submit it to them. Uh, we don't know well, that. I, they're not that far gone. <laughs> okay. They're pretty gone, but they're not that far gone. Okay. Because this is this is outright chaos this guy's calling for. This is outright well, it's, it's anarchy. Lie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. He, well, he did, did you see him try to backtrack yesterday? No. Uh, he, oh, where is it? Uh, he told Fox News, people have seized on the word righteousness as if I'm the one assigning it moral value. That's well, not you'd... the case. It's it's meant to convey how the protesters felt at the time in response to their condition. Mm-hmm. 
whatever that means. I don't he says it. he's not advocating violence. He said the truth hurts. Accurately describing reality is not a call to arms. But you well, didn't accurately truth. describe it. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. Evidently, it, it hurts for him to tell the truth. Evidently. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. And yep. you say he's a queer, non-binary outdoor sports enthusiast. Uh, that's correct. That's how he described himself in 2017 when he was running but, for the park board. He lost that election, by the way. He, he makes make it. the people that burn the precinct down sound like they're heroes. Right, right. And yeah. need we remind yeah. him, two, two of the four are in prison right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You recall yesterday, the uh, uh, Kenny brought up the fact that a, a speeder was caught up his way doing 120 yep yeah i got a note from uh rob roos who said uh heard the show and uh you wish you knew what kind of car was ticketed doing 120 keep in mind i'm not admitting to anything oh no but as a guy who plans to bring my wife's alfa romeo stelvio up to schmelz from iowa for some service work shortly that one can you should know And he says, you should know you are the reason I bought one. I'm not admitting to anything, but I have it on good authority. I know nothing. That at 100, it's not even breathing hard. And 120 isn't a real problem either. I hear it would be a nice fix for a middle-aged guy that sold all his sport bikes and doesn't break the law. Good luck, <laughs> Rob. Now, I, he has no hey, personal Rob, knowledge. He has nothing. He knows nothing. <laughs> Rob, I think we could be friends, oh, my friend. What but a he, got his, uh, he got his Alfa Romeo at Schmel's countryside of Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Right now, there's 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeos. They are sweet. I've owned a couple of them. 0% for up to 72 months on Fiat models. They're sweet. I currently have two of those. And I've always owned Volkswagens throughout my life. If I don't sell them off to the friends of my family, they have the new uh, Volkswagen Taos in stock. And there's 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, uh, not counting the all-electric ID4. It's a great dealership. It's their only dealership. It's multi-generational. Oldest, if not the oldest, one of the oldest Volkswagen dealers in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure it's the oldest, and it's been in that Maplewood location for, for 50 years. Find out more at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they've been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today You can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Dietrich, 
Detritus. Detritus. I think Detritus. so. Detritus. Truth, justice, and the suture. Pronunciation for candy. Yes, sir. D E T. Yep. R. I lost the word now. The print is so small. Uh, perfect placement here for a, uh, a talk about yeah. U.S. U.S. I used to know how to say it, but now this rural hick we got on the show is screwing up my pronunciation. Screwed everything up. Boy, this is perfect placement for a conversation about DK mags. Don't talk to strangers. Lock the doors. Have situational situational awareness, and never read the Southside Pride. Uh, and log on to dkmags.com for home and self-defense items. Better yet, stop in for a visit. DK Mags, they're on Old 8 New Brighton. Or Monticello Pawn and Gun, a couple of wonderful shops that GLers love. Best little gun shop in town. And uh, by the way, Monticello, they uh, offer everything in the way of firearms and accessories that you can get at DK Mags. But you can also pick up a TV, power tool, anything you need. If you're a hunter or a sport shooter or you need anything for home or self-defense, DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun. Best source of everything, all of the above. I'm talking friendly, knowledgeable service. No snobbery at dkmags.com in New Brighton or Monticello Pawn and Gun. Highway 25, just south of 94 in Monticello. You know what? Speaking of uh, law enforcement officers, 5% off firearms and accessories. If you're a cop or a first responder or a vet, dkmags.com. Detritus. 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 Oh, I, I never would have got that. Two-dollar word, isn't it? It means uh-huh. stuff. It should be noted, by the way. <laughs> no, you called it things. <laughs> it should be things. noted. <laughs> it should be noted that the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, there are just dozens and dozens of these South Pride, uh, South Side Pride type newspapers. Uh, that's yeah. It's it's yeah. not uncommon at all that they are populated by progressives. Uh, This Devin Hogan, in the last few paragraphs of the piece he wrote, writes, The call from the streets was genuine liberation, truly and finally. The work continues until that day comes. The enemies of this agenda, the powers that hold up white supremacy, are organized. They will no longer tolerate the great embarrassment of having lost control. They want the people to forget what it felt like to seize their power back. Recognize the patterns, counterinsurgency and genuine conspiracy used to diffuse movement, used to diffuse movements, manufacturing consent in the media by activating lizard brain emotions that distract from the issues. The constant surveillance, hypermilitarization and macho BS to give the ex-herbs a sense of pathetic comfort. It's all connected. It's meant to burn you out. Keep focus. Eyes on the prize. Remember the demand of the streets, the blood and treasure spent. This is our job. Minneapolis wants answer the call. For real this time. For real, for real. Do it for the kids. <laughs> this is a disturbed guy uh, who has no interest in the social contract. Uh, would just as soon see it completely upended. And the reason this is so important and so noteworthy is he's not just anybody. He's the voice of the party in the city of Minneapolis. Yep. And Ken Martin, you've got to do a better job of getting a handle on your people because you can no longer get away with saying this isn't us. Yeah, apparently it is, Ken. Apparently it is. And I don't know what you intend to do about it. But I I was confident uh, yesterday in the no vote to uh, wipe out the uh, yes for Minneapolis ballot question. I'm now, again today, I'm not confident at all. 
I, I think that more people than we think probably sh- uh, share this character's views. May I ask a question? You may. Um, I was thinking about this while you were reading that letter in the first segment today, and then your thought came to mind of, what in the hell is it going to look like in 10 years in this city? Because we're going to lament not having Jacob Fry. and I've told you that. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. going by your theory. Yeah, my theory is the left only runs against the left because they're not left enough. So he could be he could be succeeded by someone crazier than he is. What's her name? Because uh, he's not crazy. <laughs> he's just a. Uh, he's just. He's just uh, incompetent. Well, he's just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he is, but he's he's. I don't know what he is, but he's not as nuts as the people running against him. That, that was almost like <laughs> what you described rookie one of rookies impersonations. You're doing someone. I don't know who. <laughs> He's somebody. I just don't know who. But you know what I'm saying? What yeah, it, I do. So in 2031, what in the hell is this city going to look like? Well, it, it depends if the city wants to turn itself around or not. It depends if more good people intend to run for office. Well, I can tell you what it's going to look like. You ever been through Detroit? Yeah, I have many times. Yeah. You like Detroit, yeah. though, because it's on water. I love any Detroit town that's on is, water. Mm-hmm. Detroit is getting better, yeah. but, boy, they've uh, it's been 20 years of pretty grim living in Detroit. But the task for recovery is made all the harder when you get close to the country's tallest buildings and they try to rebuild by having nothing merely but a cafe society. You know, No new industry, presumably, is going to move to downtown Detroit. Just as the when the Ford plant went under here in 2011, seemingly no effort whatsoever was made to uh, recruit or lobby for another industry to buy that tremendous manufacturing facility. Well, you pushed hard for it. I called Volkswagen. Right. And, and got through to their real estate department and said, uh, can I interest you in a piece of property in St. Paul, Minnesota? And they kind of laughed me off. And they, by the way, they went and built a new building in Tennessee a new Volkswagen wow. production facility in Tennessee. My point is that, yeah, Detroit's coming back, but it's all restaurants and boutiques. It's, uh, and I hope it works. I hope it works. And I, I think Minneapolis, if it doesn't get its act together, will see uh, corporate leadership come to their senses and get the hell out of there. Well, it's already started. Yeah. And, and then you're left with hoping that uh, saloons bring you back. Saloons. Saloons, saloons. nightlife, yeah. and sports. And again... Great idea. I can't remember. I think it was Kevin McDonald. Where in the hell are the Polats? Where are the Wilfs? Where's Alex Rodriguez and Glenn Taylor? Mm-hmm. What, what, your businesses are directly threatened. A guy oh. like this Devin guy doesn't even believe in, in conventional America. I forgot to remind you. Uh, the other day you had mentioned that there are no shuttle buses. Mm-hmm. Remember that? We yeah, that yesterday. Early, was yesterday. that yesterday? Yeah. Okay. And I got a text from the guy I was telling you about saying, Joe is spot on. That's exactly why we decided not to run a shuttle to Twins games this mm-hmm. year. My God, that used to be common. Oh, yeah. Every Heavens joint is. in town was running a shuttle In bus. fact, it was a competition because if you didn't have one, you know, when, when Target Field was packed for the first couple of years, no one was going to your bar. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis is increasingly getting into the grip of people who genuinely want to bring about their experiment. And their experiment is a complete turning upside down the normal dynamics of capitalism that we've been accustomed to. 
They they completely want to transform the city into their vision of what the city should be. And that has nothing to do with ethical integrity and morality. It has everything to do with equity and trying to bring it about, however, artificially or whimsically. And the city will continue to go under because that doesn't work. Show me a city closest to the country's tallest buildings led by progressives that is working. Portland isn't working. Seattle isn't working. California is a disaster. San Francisco isn't working. Chicago isn't working. New York. New York working. isn't working. Philadelphia isn't working. Dallas. Atlanta Atlanta is uh, uh, has an autonomous zone run by uh, people accused of murdering a child. Now listen to this. Now people will counter me and say, well, of course they're working. New York's, the capitalism in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis and Chicago and Philadelphia and New York is still thriving. Well, it's thriving because you just haven't completely yet destroyed the people who want to play by the rules. But the more you destroy the people who want to play by the rules, the more you'll bring about your dystopian future. Does Dallas count? Why not? Because they have a Democratic mayor, Eric Johnson. Is Dallas, is, I don't know, what, what kind of shape is Dallas in? I think it's okay. I have yeah. a good friend that lives in Dallas, and there doesn't seem to be as many issues. The point The point is... I'm going to get emails now. The point is, this Devin, what's his name, Jordan? Hogan. Hogan. Hogan? Hogan. This guy's not unusual. That's what you have to come to the realization. Well, we played the audio of, uh, what's the nutcase in Missouri? Uh, Corey Bush. Corey Bush. We played that audio. This guy is. This guy is not in his circle. He's not unusual. No. Mm-mm. In her. In his circle, which happens to be the city's DFL party, he's accepted. <laughs> he's a figurehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I don't know what. I don't know how the hand of God is supposed to reach down here and fix this. Because this is, this is, there's a bad moon rising. I see. It's a bad, bad moon rising. (laughs) It really is. And I don't know what it's going to, well, I guess we've had this talk before. We don't know what it'll take. We don't know what it'll take. Can I inject a quick story? You just mentioned CCR. Yeah. Song was playing, (laughs) 30-year-old guy on our team. He said, do you know who this is? No. I said, it's CCR. He said, who's that? Oh. Oh God! Uh-huh. I'm made old. Me, made me feel pretty old, Johnny. <laughs> oh. Make you want to get leave? away? Oh, I'll say. Want to get away up to Giants Ridge? I think Kenny just did get away. <laughs> Big weekend coming up there, Giants Ridge with uh, GB Layton playing Saturday. Giants Ridge, yeah. home to the two greatest public golf courses in the country, not to mention Minnesota, the Quarry and the Legend. They take care of you well. They'll. Put uh, groups together of eight or more. They'll include a customized tournament package for you. They have a great 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry on the same day for one incredible rate with lunch on them in between rounds. $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. They got the Wakuda Grill. You got the dining, lodging. It's much more than golf, although it's the best golf around. It's... uh, Water recreation, quietude, hiking, biking, the newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest. You can view 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. 
And you can learn more or book tea times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling 218-865-8030. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. It's good to have goals, and uh, GLers, I'm going to give you a goal right now. Get to thecoffeegrounds.com, thecoffeegrounds.com. Check out all the coffee beans, including our own GL blended beans. Uh, check out the fine Wisconsin-aged cheddar, the wine spirits, the beer brewed right in their own brewery there. And this week, they also have fresh New York strip and ribeye steaks and fresh fish and seafood offerings like Alaskan cod, scallops, shrimp, and salmon. Uh, but do yourself a favor when you get there, and you will get there. Chill out. Set a spell. Have a home-cooked meal uh, when you pick up your meat and seafood and coffee and beer and cheese and everything else. But the moral of every CoffeeGrounds.com story, mail order beans anywhere in the world right to your door. There's nothing better than that moment uh, when those coffee beans arrive right on your front door. TheCoffeeGrounds.com. Uh, and if you're rolling through Eau Claire, they're easy to find, Southtown Drive, just north of 94, and they're going to ship coffee beans wherever you are in the world. Order from thecoffeegrounds.com. John, do we know if <coughs> the state party chair, Ken Martin, has any authority over a city uh, party chair? For example, no, I, does Ken Martin have anything to do with Devin Hogan? And, and I've been trying to find that out, and I did that by uh, pulling up a copy of the DFL Constitution, dated 6-6-2021, mm -hmm. and I can't find that information, but this is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, the state party officers shall be the chair, that would be Ken Martin, right? Right. Uh, two vice chairs. The first vice chair shall not be of the same gender identity as the chair. All right. So the first vice chair, obviously, is a female right now. Well, not and necessarily. Well, given know, their progressive gender, attitudes yeah. about there being 67 genders. Yeah, I don't identify. It, it could Good be a point. guy who's a they or a them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, the second vice chair shall not be of the same race as the chair, okay. outreach officer, secretary, and treasurer elected at the DFL Business Conference. Hmm. So uh, that's mandated in their constitution. <laughs> All right. Uh, you would think you'd want the best people, and maybe this is the well, way to get them. But, Joe, that's such an yeah. archaic way of thinking. I guess Do you is. have to be even human being. Can uh, my dad's dog, Kate, <laughs> right. would Kate qualify? I'd vote Kate. for Kate, by the way. <laughs> well, speaking of that, the governor has named a new inclusion and equity council. Oh, good. Uh, governor Tim Walls on Wednesday appointed 14 members to a new state community council on inclusion and equity. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you, and you tell me if you can understand it. The Community <laughs> Council will play a key role in our efforts to transform the work and practices of state government to be more inclusive and equitable, Walls said. I applaud the appointees for committing themselves to public service and dedicating their talents and efforts towards fostering a Minnesota where people of all races and all walks of life can succeed. The council will advise and collaborate with the One Minnesota Council in achieving its goals to design, create, and implement effective, inclusive, and equitable practices for the state to address disparities and inequities in our communities, Wall said. The council, in collaboration with other state agencies, must prepare an annual report to the governor to update him on their work and recommendations. 
named to the council were, and then the 14 people are mentioned. And I, I don't recognize the names of, of any of them. Uh, they all seem to have some background in uh, the inclusion industry, so if, that's a, if, if I might describe <laughs> it that way. For example, uh, Desra Lynn Cole, Race and Equity Program Manager, Minneapolis City Coordinator Office. Uh, Rachel Zhang, Chief Operating Officer, Rochester Community Initiative. Bernadette Burnham, Vice President, Education, Minnesota. Uh, okay. I, 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 yeah. Right. Sure. I think this is a good time to bring this up. Are, are, are you done with that? Sorry. I'm pretty much done with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty much done with the world as we know it. You had asked, uh, where is it working? So I pulled up the list of the, the most populated cities in the U.S. And yeah. That's what made me think of Dallas. Yeah. So I found this interesting. On this list on Wikipedia of the largest cities, it gives you the change in population from the 2010 census to the projected 2020 census. You mm -hmm. follow me so far? I do. And it gives you the percentage in change. Yep. The top four cities that lost population are right. Chicago, right. Baltimore, right. and Detroit. Right. That The ones that are of, of a large scale. Those are three cities. What did I say? Four. Sorry. Uh, and Oh, and Milwaukee. Sorry. Right. The largest growth. Right. They're all cities that reside in Texas, right. Florida, really? and Arizona. Really? Well, again, mm. it's it's fun to throw that around. It's fun to throw the threat of leaving around, but it's nonsense. Uh, people can't Why? leave for a variety of reasons. Work, but, family, roots. Uh, there's many, many reasons. No, 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 no. I Joe, disagree. Joe, what? yes, so do I. Those numbers prove that they do. Well, okay, I can't. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> Kenny, it's about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at Kenny. Kenny's a prime example. Yeah, but, but he's got a completely different life situation true, than I do. True, but the state of California, John, help me here, because I think you're the one that read the story. The state of California, for the first time in decades, had a population decrease. I seem to remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, but I can, I can check. Housing sales in the Twin Cities are still extraordinarily healthy. Sure, but that doesn't mean... I know, I know, you know. I know what it means. I'm sorry. I mean, I could sell my house. Somebody's <laughs> going to buy it and move in. And then in 10 years when they realize what a bleep hole this area is turning into, they're going to sell it. I, I don't know. I, I don't 100, know. Uh, 183,000 people, California's population declined in 2020. Okay, and that you know what that is? That's nothing. What? Mm, that's significant. Uh, 130,000 Out of a people? population of... Uh, 183. True, but you get my point. It's I the do get your point. It's the first time it I went get down. It. You're seeing it. I get it. I get it. I have a I guess test we'd for have you guys. To look, we'd have to look at previous years and decades to, to compare it to something. A sense when? Let's switch right. over to St. Paul's incompetence for a moment. Well, by the way, St. Louis was also on that list of, uh, uh, of a decline in population. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, the St. Paul City Council will vote next week to uh, repeal a rule that requires uh, developers to provide parking spaces for their tenants in residential and commercial properties. Right now, apparently in the code, a developer would have to, there's a formula that the developer of a, an apartment building, for example, would have to provide a certain number of off-street parking spots. But in a continuing wish, uh, and this is not hyperbole, 
uh, in a continuing wish to disabuse the citizens of St. Paul from even owning an automobile, they find this to be a way to make it even more burdensome. Well, all they're going to do, uh, there's, no, there's no way that eliminating a parking space can demonstrate why it's not needed. It'll be needed because what residents will do with cars is just go into the surrounding neighborhoods, which already are tight for parking. Uh, at Wednesday's council meeting, council member Mitra Jalali referenced the, the red alert report published Monday by the UN appointed <laughs> intergovernmental panel on climate change, which raises alarms about the dire impacts of global warming, some of which could be <laughs> mitigated depending how much carbon emissions are cut. So this is something our government can do to help that effort, Jalili said. Okay. Okay. All right. There's something they missed here. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Minute. Wait a minute. They missed something. Okay. And I hate to bring it up because they're going to have to accept what I'm going about to say, and they'll slap themselves on the forehead and said, that creep is right. We missed it. Okay. So they missed something. They miss something. Oh, is this a quiz? Well, th- yes. number one, the cars aren't going to go away. The parking spots That's are. That's right. And the neighborhoods are going to fill. If the people choose to stay in uh, St. Paul and choose to do business in St. Paul, um, all they're going to do is wreck the nearby neighborhoods. It's, it's going to be like parking on a, on, a, on a game night when the Wild are playing at right. home. Oh, and yeah. And you don't yes. want to park in a ramp. So yeah. the, 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 the neighborhoods will be The Dairy Queen lot down West 7th gets right. full. Yeah, right. things that's, like that. That's right. true, it, but they didn't miss that. They consciously know that. And uh, their end justifies their means. They want you out of an automobile because we've managed to elect a progressive class of activists who believe they can save the earth by getting you out of your car. But they've missed something dramatic. Mm. They've missed something dramatically that that they advocate. I've missed it, too. Where are you going to put the charging stations if there are no parking spaces? Because you know it's going to become inevitable that next year or four years from now or five years from now, there will be an ordinance demanding that developers provide charging stations. Yep. And now you're giving the developer carte blanche to maybe expand the footprint of his project if it meets the zoning laws. And the space that would have been used to park cars might become part of a dwelling. Okay, so when the ordinance comes to mandate charging stations for the electric cars these idiots believe will save the world, where are you going to put the charging stations? Hmm. Well, they'll just, the law that's written in stone, they'll just rewrite that law. Well, you know, will a developer then have to chop down half the building so he can put in a parking lot with uh, 22 stalls, each with its own uh, outlet? Were, were they f- completely forgotten? In, right. in their in their rush to be so woke. woke and virtuous and adhere to this nonsensical UN report, they say to the developers, forget providing parking spots. <laughs> okay, what are you going to do about electric cars? We're going to tear down your house oh. so we could put uh, a charging station mm-hmm. there. You're over there on Main, right? Yeah. See, the, Not all ass- of us are on bicycles. <laughs> well, they, assume, <laughs> they assume that this is going to force people to get rid of cars. It's not. It's, it's not. just going to move people to other parts of the city. Well, and plus shrewd developers, are gonna, you, you would still be allowed to provide off-street parking in your development. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know why you wouldn't. Wouldn't that attract a tenant? 
in the dead of January? Do you want your car parked two blocks away in front of Mrs. McGillicuddy's house? Thus robbing her of her parking spot? Hell, fights break out in Chicago (laughs) over parking spots in the winter. People haul a stove out there and couches and stuff to save their spot. You're kidding me. No, no, not at all. This is, this is, they, they haven't thought this through. They have not thought this through. Why would you bring a stove out to put? Well, I'm being facetious. <laughs> oh, okay. They'll bring out some kitchen chairs or something to mark off their spot. Oh, so it's almost like when people set up for a parade. Yes. They put their blankets down. Yes. This is my spot right here. Yes. Or people at the beach who uh, yes. run down there in the morning and oh. cover a chair with all their stuff. And... Or by the pool at a hotel. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, uh, Given the, so I've had the wisdom you, of Solomon on this. They forgot about electric cars. What do you do if you're a developer here, though? Do you look to the future and see that the council is wrong and that uh, you will need, in order to rent your units, you will need parking? Yep. Or do you go for the quick um, income right away? If you don't have parking, you can put in X amount of uh, additional units, which means more rent. What do you do if you're a developer there? Do you plan for the future or plan for right now? It's a great question. I don't know. Uh, you know, normally I would answer you this way and say I, f- I certainly trust the private market to do something smarter than the than M- Mitra <laughs> Jalili could ever do it. But if they see a quick profit on the horizon, they might say, oh, yeah. hell with it. I'm not going to build a parking lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a conundrum wrapped up in an, in an, in an, in an, in an enigma. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a Pandora's box. Wait, what? That's uh, something like that. <laughs> Forget it. He's on a roll. This is, yeah, the same thing has been uh, going on in Minneapolis along the Hiawatha line and all those new condos that have gone up. Um, the, the, the city had forced the developer to have X amount of parking spots, but that number keeps going down. Mm-hmm. Well, th- are those underground parking, Kenny? Because I'll see it, it when I go. First, first floor, second floor, that sort of thing. Gotcha. And my God, the yeah, number of places springing up are incredible. It's, they're everywhere. Who's living oh, in these places? Yeah, you've seen them when you go to your favorite liquor store. Oh, when I, I go to them. my boys at Elevated, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go there on occasion. Do the Vikings play this weekend? Saturday, bro. Settle back with some Red Savoy pizza and oh, watch that game. That's a good idea. It, it is televised, isn't There's it? There's nothing like preseason football, is there, Joe? Football with Red Savoy. <laughs> well, they've made an, they have an arrangement with the Gophers. That's the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> what? That you, there's nothing like it. Preseason football, oh, baby. Football, mm-hmm. preseason. But they're an, uh, Red Savoy Pizza is an official sponsor of Gophers Athletics. They've made some uh, commercials starring P.J. Fleck. You want to check them out on the Red Savoy Facebook. Turns out P.J.'s favorite Red Savoy pizza is pepperoni and green olives. That ain't very imaginative. I don't like the green you olives, You can do though. better than yeah. that, P.J. You can double up on stuff. <laughs> Rookie would tell you you're not doing it right. But no matter what your favorite is, GLers can get their hands on some delicious Red Savoy soda-style pizza. That's from the old Savoy Inn on 7th Street. Red Schoenheider sold that recipe Course. and said, don't screw this up. If it's green olive, that's almost like having a salad. That's, that's, you know what that is? Health. Mm-hmm. Healthy food. <laughs> uh, you can go and visit SavoyPizza.com and use the code word ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, that's one word, ELITE, to get 5 bucks off any order of $30 or more. And this offer is available only through the Red Savoy app or website. It's fabulous pizza. Rookie had one in here the other day. It was inhaled in about 22 seconds. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything left. When Patrick wandered in and said, 
damn it. Where's all the I pizza? I got some Cheetos. Because <laughs> the Red Savoy's gone. Red Savoy Pizza back with John Height. Mr. Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover, is joining us to celebrate Positive Thursday here at GL. Schoonover Body Works and Glass, 80 years strong. And on County E at Lexington and Shoreview, body work, service work, glass, you name it, they can fix all of that. Good afternoon, Mike. Hello, fellas. Good to be here with you. Mike, uh, I had no idea. I didn't know I had hail damage in the hood of my truck until my body man, Buddy, uh, noticed it. And now I don't know what to do. Do I ignore it? Do I collect a check and not fix it? Do I fix it? I'm kind of leaning towards fixing it, but keep in mind, I have 102000 on this thing, and other than a scratch or two, it's still in great shape. I don't know. Help me, Mike. Help me. Well, uh, Kenny, it's the, the, the good thing is it's your choice, and you're free to choose whatever you want to do to it. Uh, if you got insurance on your truck, have them take a look at it there's damage to your truck you should probably get it assessed and get a check and then you can figure out if you want to uh, fix it if you want to fix it to whatever level of of repair is you know that's all your choice it's your vehicle so you can do as you choose it just so happens i'll be in the twin cities in a couple of weeks for seven days or more i, I think i might have to schedule an appointment at schoonover body works and glass i'd love to see you kenny that'd be great Cool. Uh, I think we should plan for that. General repairs, maintenance, tires, glass, body work, hail damage. Every person at Schoonover goes above and beyond what's necessary to make sure your experience with them is a pleasure in every way. GLers, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. John Height. That guitar player is good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> uh, in the uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, news. Uh, we're going to lead with a sports story, of course, tonight. I'm very excited about this. Is the big Field of Dreams game? Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, is that television? Fox or Fox is. Nine is having it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Six o'clock start. Uh, Dyersville, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Have you been? That's correct. Give me a break. I went it's right not by the it. field. It's not the field. It's nearby. Well, they, built, they built one that's small and quaint, so oh, it'll be fun, God. Kenny. Why small do you got to be such a, a small uh, and quaint? Is all over the Midwest. Reavers plays at them three nights a week. I'll be in New Prague tonight. Don't you know what this pitch. is? This is Americana. Exactly. That's exactly Americana. what it is. This is B as in BS. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> this, this sourpuss. No kidding. Gosh. Hey, what a grump. Uh, this also leads me to, uh, I'm sorry, Chris, but last night on Twitter, you made me very angry. All right, I can explain, uh, but go ahead and set it up. F- Fox Sports uh, tweeted, is it have a catch or play catch? Mm-hmm. Oh, and this made cr- me mad, too. Chris replied with, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Right. No. Play you catch. Know, you know what? If your son comes to you with that, Chris, you spank him. For the very first time, you spank him. No food for you. No dinner. (laughs) All right. All right. Now may I explain, or are you done? Sure. Go ahead. Obviously, the correct pronunciation is play catch. However, the line in the freaking movie is where everyone gets emotional at the end, even if you hate the movie, the line gets you. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? That's 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 why I tweeted it. That's the part of the movie I hate. 
I hate that they said that. Why See? nobody says that? Nobody says that. I think John's life. telling me to get off uh, his lawn. Would you, would you like to have a catch, please? No, but it's. I put, Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? That's the line well, they, from the they, movie. They knew that, Chris. They were asking, which would you prefer? They they didn't want you to quote the movie, Chris. Oh, so it makes it look having. like. So it makes it look like you said it's have a catch. I responded with a large. Uh, yes, emoji do, of doing this because yeah. I just saw that. I think I actually I blocked you is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so done with you Reavers I'm just, by right, the way I, you know who I, is filleting this entire thing Ray Ooh. Ratto you guys know who Ray Ratto is right I know sure. Ray yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. he yeah. basically said because someone had posted a StubHub account of what it's going to cost you to get into that game tonight. Mm -hmm. The cheapest yep. ticket right now is $1,450. Wow. And See? Ray Rattle retweeted and said, I hope this bleeping thing gets rained out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Ray. Well, how many? 8,000, right? Is 8, I think so. People? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Something like how that. can you find fault with this? Because oh, it's Kenny. What is wrong with you, you corporate pig? Oh, no. This is Americana. This is fun. <laughs> Kenny, if it makes Americana. you feel better. Well, I bet you don't like the outdoor NHL games then, do you? No, I think they're kind of stupid, oh. actually. Okay. <laughs> Kenny, uh, I will. You know what, Joe? Con I, I like whatever Racy tells me to like. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, I will tell you this, all right? When we first made the, uh, the presentation of Dave St. Peter and the Twins for the first ever Town Ball Classic that we all helped organize at Target Field. It's a Town Ball story. I said, hey, Dave, just to return the favor, the Twins can come down to Faribault and play at Bellfield anytime. We won't even charge you, I said to him, and I, he never really took me up on that. Do you have See, any news, John? Or are we just going to do quote, this? I have to, to quote Wooderson, to kind of quote Wooderson, that <laughs> would be of. a lot more cooler. Mm -hmm. That would be <laughs> seriously cool yeah. if they did that. If you did. Uh, in uh, real news now, the SUV believed to have been driven at the time of a fatal shooting last month on Highway 169 in Plymouth has been recovered, according to court records. According to a search warrant, uh, KSTP found in a review of court records, the Plymouth Police Department was able to track down the SUV, a 2019 Chevrolet Suburban. Youth baseball coach Jay Botton was driving home from a baseball game the night of July 6 when he was shot in the head on Highway 169 just south of County Road 9. He was pronounced dead at the hospital a short time later and police say a traffic altercation possibly involving something as simple as a lane change that escalated quickly led up to the shooting. Captain Michael Reed said it's huge because up until now, all we had was a blurry image on a rainy night. Among the more than 300 tips that Plymouth police say they received, it was one from a metro tow lot that led them to the vehicle. The company had impounded an SUV that matched surveillance footage sent in a media release. Captain Reed said, we think the vehicle is it because of the identifiers. It's the same package of the vehicle we're looking for. Plymouth police tell KSTP the investigation into who is in the vehicle remains active. Police are asking anyone who may have information to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477. Uh, story uh, you talked about earlier, Joe, officials from both parties condemning the chairperson of the Minneapolis DFL party for calling the 2020 burning of the 3rd Precinct Police Headquarters a genuine revolutionary moment for the city of Minneapolis. In the opinion piece called The Cops Started It, written for Southside Pride, Devin Hogan said the fire was an act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding, calling it genuinely revolutionary and saying the people declared themselves ungovernable and unilaterally took the power back. Uh, Minnesota DFL Party Chair Ken Martin disagreed. He said the burning of the precinct actually hindered efforts to pass police bills. In a statement on Twitter shared by at least one other Democratic lawmaker, Martin wrote, we are not anti-law enforcement, we are pro 
public safety. No, you're not, Ken. This is your party. This is the guy in charge of the party in Minneapolis. And you haven't done a damn thing about John Thompson in St. Paul. So, uh, Ken, you've got a lot of work to do. The uh, State Fair now, uh, two weeks, right? Two weeks from today Two starts. weeks from and, today. Uh, is that right? I yep. still think uh, much of the fair is in play. I know that it probably can't be canceled because people have been purchasing food and what have you, but I bet there'll be masked things. They might even demand uh, proof of vaccination. Uh, the uh, purchase of food is what this story is about, actually, Joe. Apparently higher prices uh, might be in store if you're going oh, to the fair this sure. year. Yeah. Uh, vendors were able to start setting up their booths and buildings this week, and multiple vendors uh, said they've had to raise prices on menus in the face of nationwide spikes in the cost of various food items. Stephanie Olson, co-owner of Blue Moon Dining Theater at the fairgrounds, uh, said, you just adjust accordingly. You shop around a little bit better. Says she uses multiple distributors to try to find the best price, but will still have some increased costs. She said her business, along with many other state fair vendors, will try to absorb as much of that cost as they can so customers won't have to deal with major so does this mean, Johnny, when um, we make Joe go over to Andy's garage and get us the post-show round of beers, it's going to cost him a little extra this year? Is that what you're trying to say? I think the beer's okay. Okay. Stable prices on the beer. That's Joe, you better might want to bring extra just in case. Wouldn't it be cool if Grunhoffers had a booth at the fair? <laughs> they should. Oh, to, get a, right. to get a brat at the fair from Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats. Oh, that's genius. Oh, man, that's, yeah. Or burgers, or the Wagyu burgers. Third location, Spencer, we're making your life hell. Spencer, open a little <laughs> booth at the fair. Too late this year, I bet. Oh, but he could do it for next year. But all the great stuff you can get in Hugo, north of uh, Hugo on Highway 61 at the original Grunhoffers, and at the new store on, on Highway 97 in Forest Lake. Uh, people, I got it. I got it. He, he, Spencer would be exposed to a million new customers. How about this? Yep. He adds on to the back of the new NAC Hardware and Lounge at yes. the Minnesota State Fair. Yes. Joe works a couple of shifts I after would. he does the GL show. <laughs> I would. Meet and greet and see the fellas. That would be fantastic. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meets at the Fair. What better marriage could there possibly be? None. None. Just fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, that won't be happening this year, so you got to make your own visit to Grunhofer's. I cannot wait until Spencer hears this ad. Or Forest Lake for all of the greatest <laughs> meat products in the history of the free world. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats, Johnny. Can you imagine how good the front of our stage would smell if oh, that were in the back of oh, our building? Oh, oh. Uh, Spencer, we'd <laughs> even let you bring the cannon right there in the fairgrounds. <laughs> oh, chase us. <laughs> Amid the ongoing drought in Minnesota, the St. Paul City Council approved an ordinance that would more strongly enforce water restrictions if needed. The council approved the ordinance 7 to nothing Wednesday. A new mandate would warn, then fine residents in the event of a stronger ban. Right now, portions of the state are in a drought warning phase, marking severe drought conditions. If the state enters a restrictive phase, marking extreme drought conditions, St. Paul would take measures to reduce water usage further. While in the restrictive phase, there would be a series of steps in the event of violations. First violation would result in an educational notice. A second, <laughs> second in a written warning, a third a $50 fine, a fourth a $100 fine, a fifth a $150 fine, and a water shutoff, which would include a $50 fee. They're going to shut your water off? If, if well, five you. times. Yeah. Five times. Oh, that's a, okay. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Minnesota state employees will be required to show proof of vaccination or get tested regularly before returning to the workplace. Governor Walls announcing that yesterday. Employees working in person will be required to show their proof of vaccination and attest to their vaccination status by September 8th. Uh, you can, if you're not vaccinated, show proof of a negative test at least one week uh, prior to work. Hey, fellas, do you know if um, if you live around Lake Minnetonka, are you allowed to use lake water to water your lawn? I don't know that. Um, don't, yeah. It used to be that you could, you could do that at White Bear, but you can't. I don't think that's allowed anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. How would oh, you do that? Just put a hose in the in the lake and with a pump and feed your sprinklers. It's a, yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's a big deal, actually. And a lot of people have their um, their watering system their irrigation system hooked up to the to the lake. Hmm. Huh. They have to pull the pump every year, but, you know, that's not a big deal. If you like the new Ford Bronco and are looking into getting one, you may have to wait a bit. Production and deliveries of the rebooted SUV being held up by a manufacturing issue with its hardtop roofs. That means owners currently in position of the, uh, possession of their trucks will get new roofs later this year, while those still waiting for delivery will have to wait longer. Parking lot outside of Ford's Michigan assembly plant is currently full of Broncos, while a letter sent to customers about the situation that was published on the Bronco 6G website has been confirmed as accurate by Ford. It also notifies customers if their truck has not been built yet. The four-door Broncos with just the soft top are not affected by this customer satisfaction program. Ford noted in the letter it has 190,000 reservations for new Broncos. Uh, John, oh, Jeep Wrangler instead. I love those Wranglers, man. Uh, a bit of breaking news. Uh, well, the, again, it's a podcast. Dang it. I got I to gotta quit saying that <laughs> yeah. when we're doing the show. Um, the Homeland Security Secretary is speaking right now about the, the, the crisis at the border. Yeah. Um, he announced, get this number, he announced that there were 212,672 migrants that uh, encountered at the southern border in the month of July, a 13% increase over the month of June, which was a 20-year record. Hmm. Wow. But you can't get COVID from those people. No, 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 they don't. That's they, okay. They, they don't right. transmit right. COVID. That's good. <laughs> uh, coffee roasters, speaking of prices going wow. high, they have a problem. The, the cost of beans that they import has soared this year, leaving roasters anguishing over whether their customers, from grocery stores to cafes to people looking for their daily latte, will tolerate any higher prices. Extreme weather has damaged crops in Brazil, the world's largest coffee exporter. On top of that, shipping bottlenecks and political protests that stalled experts, uh, exports from Colombia have pushed the cost of beans up 44% in 2021. It's not a problem for Starbucks or Nestle, the coffee giants. They buy their supplies far in advance. They won't have to deal with the price gains for at least another year, but smaller roasters have already had to raise prices and others expect to, all the while worrying about alienating customers. Quincy Henry is co-owner of Campfire Coffee in Tacoma, Washington. He said it's got him trying to think how he's going to survive. He says he might have to raise prices or cut costs. He said if he does decide to charge more than the current four thirty-nine for a twelve-ounce latte, he says he needs a price that won't scare people off as the economy continues to improve. What's a cup of coffee at the Krabby Coffee Shop cost, Kenny? Uh, we're not open to the public. Beat it, pal. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of drinks, do we do we need this? The Boston Beer Company and PepsiCo announced plans to create 
Alcoholic Mountain Dew. No, Ma- Mike we do not need that. Mike Fredoloni and I talked about that on the weekly scramble on Tuesday. That sounds dreadful. Well, I'm, but but here, go ahead, John. Sorry. The collaboration called Hard Mountain Dew is expected to hit shelves in early 2022. 400, baby. Wow. <laughs> Boston Beer will develop and produce the drink, while Pepsi creates a new entity to sell, deliver, and market the beverage. Adults of legal drinking age can enjoy the flavors of original Mountain Dew, Black Cherry, and Watermelon Mountain Dew with an alcoholic twist and zero sugar. The new flavored malt beverage would be about 5% by volume, 5% alcohol. Uh, Dave Berwick of Boston Beer says, We know that adult drinkers' tastes are evolving, and they are looking for new and exciting flavorful beverages. I actually uh, was able to grab their opening campaign. Here's 30 seconds of the new drink John's talking about. Do you want to feel so energetic? Try Power Thirst. Energy drinks for people who need gratuitous amounts of energy. With all new flavors like chocolate, chocolate energy. It's like adding chocolate to an electrical store. Sound the alarm. You're going to be uncomfortably energetic. What's that? You want strawberry? Well, how about raw berry? Made with lightning. Real lightning. Sports. You'll be good at them. It's an energy drink for men. Energy. You'll have so much energy. Energy. Just running all the time. Power running, power lifting, power sleeping, power dating, power eating, power laughing, power spawning babies. You'll have so many babies. 400 babies. Hey, go with the sure thing. Don't gamble on your energy. I think it's going to work. I think so. 400 babies. Uh, today's, uh, where do we send dumb criminals, Joe? Uh, the the Gupshi County in- Institute for the in- Criminally Incompetent. Yeah, these fellas, uh, they're from Australia. They should go there. Uh, police say two men involved in stealing uh, expensive trading cards from a business mm-hmm. in Adelaide then went and tried to sell them back to the store on the same <laughs> day. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Three other people have also been charged over the alleged burglary of the gaming store on King William Street in Adelaide. Police say the group broke into the business, stole a large number of rare Digimon trading cards and board games sometime Monday night or Tuesday morning. At about 1.15 on Tuesday afternoon, a man came back to the store, tried to sell these stolen cards back to the store. Staff called police, and the man led officers to a nearby house where they found cards and games along with two other suspects. About 3 o'clock that afternoon, another man went to the same store, also wanted to sell cards that had been stolen from the store. He was also arrested by police. Four people have now been charged, or five people, excuse me. A sixth person is still being sought by police. I've read a number of stories in Minneapolis where uh, people now are putting um, trackers in their car. Um, I believe GM already has OnStar, right? But now Mm -hmm. people with other brands are putting trackers in their car. And when their cars get carjacked or ripped off, they -hmm. just go and steal their own car right back. (laughs) It's it's happened a few times. You know, you've you've got an extra set of keys. You just go steal your car back. And they just don't even bother with the police. They just go get it themselves. (laughs) Uh, Other criminals may need to be a little more aware of their use of social media. In Washington, D.C., a man went to Instagram Live last Saturday, showed off a 9mm handgun that he was converting to fully automatic fire. What he didn't know was that the D.C. Metro Police were among those watching his live Instagram feed. According to the criminal complaint, the weapon Ryan Parker was handling in the live stream was modified with what's called a giggle switch, 
which effectively turns a semi-automatic pistol into a machine gun. Cops recognized Parker, figured out his location, arrived on the scene within minutes of the broadcast. Well, it, 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 uh-huh. Stop. Yeah. It yeah. turns yeah. it into fully auto. That, okay. that, Thank that's you. I was hoping you would correct yeah. anything that I got wrong here. Because Just call it fully know. auto. Yeah. Kenny, the fully woman auto. with hanging out the car in San Francisco I mentioned the other day holding an AK-47. I used the yeah. term assault rifle. Apparently it's not. It's just an AK-47. No, yeah, there's a difference between yeah. an AR and yeah. an a, a, a AK. What, what is the difference out of curiosity? Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I thought it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. AR uh, does not yeah, stand sorry. for assault rifle. Um, it stands for... Automatic respiratory... Automatic repeating? Yeah. Keep going, automatic, John. Systematic. Um, <laughs> if, uh, uh, speaking of criminals, we've all heard of people pretending to be cops pulling over cars, right? Mm-hmm. Pe- people do that. We hear it all the time. Uh, a fellow in Pennsylvania tried it backwards this past weekend. A Mount Pleasant man is facing charges after police say he got stopped by a real law enforcement officer, told that law enforcement officer he was actually an undercover law enforcement officer. Oh, I'm sure that worked out well for Jeez. him. 38-year-old Jonathan Corrick was charged with impersonating a public servant, disorderly conduct, false identification to police, and several summary traffic violations after the stop. Police say his Honda Accord was pulled over just before 11 <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Yeah, I'm undercover in my Honda Accord. <laughs> <laughs> pulled over just before 11 in the morning for an inoperable taillight and expired inspection. Court documents said Court got out of the vehicle, walked toward the state patrol unit. When asked for his ID, he became hostile and said he was a police officer who had been brought to western Pennsylvania as part of a six-man team to investigate police misconduct. <laughs> but he was Have fun in prison. <laughs> to provide police ID. It was found that Cork is not employed shockingly, as an officer anywhere, and hadn't been certified through any police officer's education and training commission. Uh, he was arraigned and released on $10,000 unsecured bail, a preliminary hearing scheduled for August 15th. It's actually a good thing that they're so dumb, right? Same with the guy that converted his his, uh, his semi yeah. into a fully. AR is, and here's why I can't remember it, Armalite. Oh. Armalite Rifle is what it stands for. Armalite gotcha. was the name of the company that first developed it. Uh, AK is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's first name, uh, Avtomat Kalishnikova. Kalishnikova, right? Yeah, yeah and he's that the guy that developed reason. the AK-47. But now they're made by all sorts of different companies all over the world. Odd story from South Carolina. A man there faces charges for tattooing a child inside a McDonald's restaurant. Oh, dear According God. to the Lawrence, South Carolina Police Department, Lord. 28-year-old Brendan Prussia was arrested and charged with illegal tattooing, underage tattooing. The judge set bond on both charges at 25 grand. Uh, the chief of police there, uh, Chrissy Lattimore, said the August 6th incident came to the attention of the police last Saturday after some of her detectives were tagged in social media posts that showed video of the child being tattooed. During the investigation, pressure was identified as the unlicensed tattoo artist. The individual getting the tattoo was a juvenile. Lattimore called it an absolutely disgusting display. She said from the video, the tattooing appeared to be performed in the front dining area of the local McDonald's. 
Uh, she said the new owners purchased the business just a couple months ago, didn't have anything to do with it. After the crimes were discovered, she said the owners came in and worked with law enforcement to make sure something like that never happened again. The chief said the uh, Lawrence police conducted the investigation in conjunction with the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control to make sure there were no more safety or environmental laws uh, broken. She says they uh, completely cooperated with police in that area. I know you guys hate these stories, but I'm going to do it anyway. I love archaeology stories. So. Oh, no, I do. I like it. Do it. Okay. Archaeologists claim they have unearthed remnants of the legendary Trojan horse in Turkey. They say they've now found new evidence that further supports the claim, according to an article by the Greek reporter. <laughs> Turkish archaeologists <laughs> excavating the site of the city of Troy on the hills. Just, of, hold yes, on sorry, a like, second. Hold on yes, a second, uh -huh, John. Uh -huh, yes. Uh, Joe? Yeah. What's this story John's reading? What's it about? Archaeology. <laughs> Digging up uh, places and things. <laughs> Digging up Finding detritus. Reavers, uh, at the risk of sounding like Joe, take his phone away, Reavers. Yeah. I thought take he was making a call away. for a second. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Well, if you'd set me up with a laptop where I can get email from That's listeners true. during I, the yep, show, right. I wouldn't be looking at my you're phone. Right. When, when I looked up and uh, saw Joe, I thought, I'm going to pretend that was my last story just to see what happens. <laughs> or just stop talking altogether. <laughs> no, don't. Do the, do the Trojan's horse story. I want to hear this Okay, uh, they think they found, uh, the, here's, here's the deal. Turkish archaeologists excavating the site of the city of Troy have discovered a large wooden structure they believe are the remains of the Trojan horse. Those excavations include dozens of fir planks and beams up to 49 feet long assembled in a strange form. Uh, now, Boston University professors Christine Morris and Chris Wilson believe that the carbon dating tests and other analysis have all suggested that the wooden pieces and other artifacts date from the 12th or 11th centuries B.C. Morris and Wilson said they think with a high level of confidence the structure is linked to the horse. They say the tests have only confirmed uh, their theory. Uh, the uh, Trojan horse, of course, is where they snuck all the soldiers in. Right. Of course. Hey, Joe, of course will you do us a favor? Your, your cartoon bubble. Yes. Your cartoon <laughs> bubble of the Turkish uh, the Turkish digging site for this particular, uh, these archaeologists. What, what, what are you picturing over there? A lot of guys in robes. Oh, okay. Yep. And, you know, I was... Uh, well, but, well, these are, but these are, are, are British and American professors. So. Yeah, but they got to wear the robes because they're in Turkey. Oh, I, yeah. I, I actually studied to be an archaeologist, but then I discovered it's all outside work in the desert where it's usually 110 degrees, and that's when I decided to go into traffic reporting. Good, good There's call. a Hamlin professor uh, uh, doing an archaeological dig right in St. Paul uh, at the site of a uh, pioneering uh, farmstead. And finding all sorts of interesting detritus. Listen to you. Detritus. 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 You were right. Detritus. Detritus. Finding all sorts of detritus. Plus, we had our guy on a couple of weeks ago uh, digging out down at Lake Pepin. Oh, get this, George Pett. I got an email yeah. from a guy who uh, grew up on a farm at Frontenac, and his dad was an excavator and knew a lot of stuff, and I emailed, I forwarded that to Pet, and they're going to get together. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. yeah. Fun. Garage logic, yeah. bringing together. Changing That's lives. Right. We're That's changing right. lives. We are, we are changing lives. Thank changing. you, John. Thank you, you very bet. much. Thank you. No. I have your liner. Reality with a bite.
the Joe Shushere Show. Can I add one quick? Easy for me to say. He's always ready to make a move unless there's a roundabout. Yeah. Joe Sushere. <laughs> right. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Say, one of the great, great perks of being a client of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake is the pickup service. So I'm yeah, going to call in cool. Tim that to pick cool. up my scooter. Uh, it needs a battery. Now, I suppose what I could do is just go up there and get the battery. Maybe that's what I'll do. Save yeah. him the trip. Save Jeez. him the trip. I think that's what I'll do. It needs a battery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the original battery, but his guys tested it out this spring and said, I should get another summer out of it. And I do. I was using it yesterday, but uh, sometimes it's a bit hesitant, and I find a new battery to be cheap insurance. So, so when yesterday when you were riding it, was your was your sun dress flying up in your face? Oh, like, no. Or, no, not at all. No. Okay. Uh, so you go, go to EcoFund. battery and put it in yourself. Yeah, I will. Uh, go okay. to e- they got the great scooters at EcoFun that turn urban errands into adventures. The Bentelli e-bikes, full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, service. Just great people and great products. And as I've told you, the most important thing about the Bentelli e-bikes is getting the right fit and the right tires for the kind of riding you're going to want to do. You don't want to just buy an e-bike because it's all the fad. It is. But get the right one. And then you'll enjoy those five levels of electric assist all the more at EcoFun Motorsports, right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Americana from Carl in Northfield. Uh, Just getting around to telling you this bit of Americana, my wife and I took a vacation to Alaska in July and spent two nights in Seward. As you have discussed previously, Seward is a coastal town of 3,000 people in south-central Alaska. By a very lucky coincidence, we were visiting during the Olympic Games when 17-year-old Lydia Jacoby won a gold medal in swimming. The whole town was ecstatic. Every storefront and window of many homes had a little sign that said, Go Lydia, go. At dinner, we asked our waitress if she knew Lydia, and she replied, Of course I know her. We had one year of high school together. P.S. We were staying in Seward when the 8.2 earthquake hit near Kodiak. We had to evacuate our hotel for a tsunami warning. Wow. Holy mackerel. Americana from uh, Doug Heilman in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I was driving from Albert Lee to Spicer, Minnesota recently and lost count of the number of sweet corn sales sites along the way. However, what caught my attention was that none of them had a proprietor collecting money. They were all unoccupied and self-service. Try that at 9th and Nicollet. I don't think you'd do well, would you? No. And I want to promote, on behalf of uh, Denise sent me this, the replica Vietnam Wall will be in Rice, Minnesota. Here are the details. I was asked to contact you by one of the Minnesota volunteers who is responsible for finding many of the photos that are part of the Wall of Faces. I hope you can mention the event, and for anyone seeking more info on it, uh, go to the Wall That Heals Rice, Minnesota Facebook page. Uh, August 19th to the 22nd, the Wall That Heals at the Rice Elementary School in Rice, Minnesota. Very nice. August 19th. And now only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mumpuma, Langa, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans in 1940. On this date, on today, August 12th, mm-hmm. a tractor truck made by the Minneapolis Moline Power Implement Company received nationwide attention during Army battle movers maneuvers at Camp Ripley. Soldiers would call it the Jeep. Mm. In 1981, International Business Machines, IBM, introduced the first personal computer, which the company's plant in Rochester had helped design. 
It was probably the size of this room. Yes. <laughs> you know the worst part of that development is you guys know the story of the the third uh, creator of that. Right. Took eight hundred bucks. Right. As a buyout. In 1983, on this date, the first Wii Fest took place in Detroit Lakes, oh. featuring the band Alabama and the performers Merle Haggard, Tammy Wynette, Jerry Lee Lewis, and others. The biggest country music and camping festival in the nation. It attracted tens of thousands of country music. It attracts tens of thousands of country music enthusiasts annually. Who's done it? I have not. Oh, I have. And I I didn't, it's fun. It's, not only is it fun, it's one of those events where you really hope to make it alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's good, it's good viewing. On this day, yeah. and I was there, Harmon Killebrew was the first player on the Minnesota Twins to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. What year? Sorry, what year? Nineteen eighty-four. Eighty-four. Right there in uh, Cooperstown. Yeah. Did you? Do you and Pat both go? No, I don't know why Pat didn't. I was there, and I had the kid. I uh, one of the kids I used to have. And it, playing at the quaint old uh, movie theater in downtown was the natural. Nice. So we had quite the time there. So that was on this day. Harmon Don't Killebrew. get me started on that movie. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I promise this is a very brief town ball story. It better be. Tuesday night, one of our best hitters broke his bat. And I'm standing at the edge of the dugout. Did and I some said, punk kid come out of the audience and give him some piece of crap? No, I said, pick me out a winner, Bobby. <laughs> Three guys on our team knew what I was talking about. They had no idea. To get him a new bat? Get it, because that's from the movie. Right. Pick me on a winner, Bobby. Uh, yeah. Three guys on the team knew the line. The rest of them had no idea what I was talking about. It was the um, most depressing the thing more, that's ever happened. I, I don't mean this uh, in disrespect to the uh, <laughs> to the people you play with. To the Faribault Lakers? Right. But the more you tell us stories about these people, uh, it sounds like they're all uh, <laughs> that they all missed a grade or two. No, it's they're just young. Yeah, they're just they're kids. Well, I was trying to be polite. Greater, just a greater too. Yeah. I, have, I, I, I would call them Mountain, mountain Dew drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait till they get the Mountain Dew with the booze. The, in mar- it. the hard seltzer Mountain Dew. <laughs> I have a news item that will interest uh, the residents of Saint Paul. Mm-hmm. This 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 just in. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, Saint, this. Thank you, Saint Johnny. Paul, Saint Paul Mayor Melvin Carter this morning unveiling a budget proposal that promotes new housing and career readiness programs while creating a new city office to better coordinate the city's alternative public safety strategies. That budget plan calls for a 6.9% increase to the city's property tax levy, Mr. Suchere. 6.9. I got you, bro. <laughs> I think I know what we're going to be leading with on tomorrow's episode of the Garage Logic podcast. <laughs> The other thing these people do (laughs) (laughs) is they buy votes with with the taxpayers' money. What's wrong with that? They're just buying votes. Well, you know what? I can't let you end on that. Paul Langenfeld is running for mayor of St. Paul. I I hope he makes inroads. Paul Langenfeld. I wish people do their due diligence. Thank you for uh, thank you to Jordy for reminding me of this. And I know we will get a full report tomorrow when the rookie joins us. But um, tonight at CHS Field, Joe, the Cat Video Festival is going to be there with our friends at My Talk 107.1. Oh boy! Does Kenny have to go to that? <gasps> Kenny, are you going? <laughs> Kenny's going to visit via Zoom. <laughs> All right, GLers, thank you. Let me hear a crossfade, Reavers. Give me a crossfade. Nah, I'm just ending with this one.
Download the app. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll catch you tomorrow, bros. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us right now in GLers. Do what I just did. Pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do that by calling 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh. And you always get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us right now. Josh, you got a lot on your plate, but please, please don't talk about climate change today. Please. I won't talk about climate change today. Chris been told that I'm a climate change denier and I keep saying, how can I be a climate change denier? I live in Minnesota. At one time, Minnesota was under ice. Of course, the climate has changed. Man's impact on climate is small at best. That said, I know that there's a big push to electric vehicles. I'm still one of those strange people that like my internal combustion engine. I still have a few cylinders hanging around. BMW, by the way, is considered to be behind in electric vehicle sales, way behind companies like Volkswagen, which is ahead of the game, behind uh, General Motors and Ford, probably uh, behind, we'll say, Honda and Toyota. Currently, electric vehicles make up 2% of sales of cars, and to get to a 50% or more over the next eight years is going to take an awful lot of infrastructure. With the infrastructure, you're going to have to have a lot of manufacture for chips to keep these things going. The big thing, of course, is batteries. And what does it take to manufacture batteries? Well, you have to do a lot of mining, less rare minerals. That leaves a pretty significant adverse climate footprint. That's just the view from my pew in Edina. Not to mention, of course, nobody talks about what are you going to do with the batteries when they need to be not only recharged, but replaced. What do you do with the battery waste? Nobody's talked about that. I would stick with companies that are involved in some of the technology or some something behind that. I am a big shareholder, and my clients are big shareholders of Apple and Amazon. they both directly and indirectly involved in electric vehicles and electric vehicle development. You could also take a look at some of the chip manufacturers, whether it be AMD, uh, that are also have some involvement there. Meantime, earnings continue to come in for the most part better than expected and what has been moving stock has been their guidance going forward so pay attention to the guidance on many of these companies many have come out a little bit conservatively and with those companies that have produced better than expected earnings but have retreated on conservative guidance that has provided you an opportunity to get in on high quality companies at a little bit of a discount excellent report as always mr money talk glers do what i told you earlier and pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that number is 952-925-5608, where you'll get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.